0: Welcome to Sol Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Testament of Jesus, Good vs. Bad, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on May 28, 2017.
1: and We watch him go on this great journey that God has set before him, and the title of this message here Is good versus bad. And I want you to really think about the title there. And I know there's some different thoughts of, well, what does he mean? Is it good people, bad people? You know, how do we do good? How do we do bad? Um, But we're going to kind of look at these passages and see an example of someone that lived a life that was good, that was in honor of God, and how he shared that life with someone else to help them uh, live a life that was good and honoring and pleasing to God, and so this morning, as we as we turn in our Bibles and mark there, I, I want you to know that that the most important thing, the most important part of God's plan, is you. Do you ever think about that? That that you are are the most important part of God's plan in this world for mankind. You are someone that God has fearfully and wonderfully made. You are someone that God has created, He has formed, He has shaped, and He has breathed life into. See, you are important to God. And what God wants to do in you and through you is important to the rest of us that sit around in, in our lives, whether it be a family member, whether it be a, a, a church family member, whether it be a child, you are important to all of us. See, the things that you do, the way you live your life, it will make a difference. See, whether you think you're an influence or not, whether you think you're doing something that's great or not, see, you will make a difference in someone's life. See, the only question that we have to ask ourselves is this, is how will I influence the world around me? What will I do to live a life that honors God? So this morning, as we kind of look at and talk about all the things that we've discovered on this journey that we had through the testament of Jesus, we'll discover that God is unfolding his plan. He's revealing to us and showing us through his word, the plan that he has set in motion from beginning of time. And along the way, he starts to use different individuals, very specific people that we read in the stories of the Old Testament. There are many men and women that God used in our past that have set the the plan into motion for God. And what he wants to do today in our world and in our lives. I love the passage in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, Since we are surrounded, verses 1 and 2, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And you can underline this part. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. See, everything that God has shown us in His Word, everything from Genesis to Revelation, points us to this coming Savior, to the Savior Jesus the Christ. All of these individuals that God has used over time, their part in this is to point others to Jesus Christ, the coming Messiah, the Savior of the world. See, yet again today in our lives, we look forward to the coming Messiah. See, because we know and we believe that Jesus will come again. And so everything, everyone, we point and we look towards Jesus. And we take the examples of the past. We take the influences of individuals that have sacrificed their lives, have given their lives so that Jesus' name should be proclaimed. See, there's been a, a great cloud of witnesses in our lives. You know, I can imagine that, and I hope that right now you're sitting and you're thinking about all those that are around you, those, maybe there's one or two individuals in your life that have just been that person. They've been that individual that, that had pointed you to Jesus, that reminded you of the love, the hope, and the faith that God is offering you. And you know, for me, there's, there's three women in my life that point me to Jesus one of them is in heaven right now. And she was my grandmother. The other one is my mom. She always pointed me to Jesus. And now the one that points me today is my wife. She reminds me of God's love and God's grace on a daily basis. When I, when I want to do something in opposition to that, my wife pulls me back and she says, Whoa, no. Almost just like that too. <laughs> She's like, better behave yourself. But really, she is the influence. When I watch her, when I see her, and I see how she gets into God's word every morning, how she, she shares love and hope and grace with the people that God's placed around her, how she influences our children and loves them and teaches them. She, she's one of those witnesses, that great that cloud that this passage in Hebrews is talking about for me in my life. She's a, a great influence. So as we look at our passage this morning, I want to challenge you guys to think about your influence and how you live your life. And we're going to take this example from 2 Kings, because in First and 2 Kings, it gives us many examples of leaders, people that were influencers in the world around us. And there were many great kings, but not all of them were good kings. Some of them were bad Some of them lived in opposition to God's plan. But yet there were some that were good kings. Some that that lived uh, influential lives that helped people to understand and to live in God's obedience. And we're going to look at two individuals, an example of this mentorship, this model of living a good life and passing on something very special to someone specific. So in 2 Kings, I want to read a few verses starting in chapter 2, starting in verse 9. And we're going to read 9 through 14 together. And we're talking about Elijah and Elisha. Two different people, similar in name, but Elijah and Elisha. Starting in verse 9, it says, When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. So as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's coat that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. See, in our story, we see two men that are being used by God, Elijah and Elisha. They are living in a time of rebellion. There's a lot of rebellion against God's word and the things that God has for his people. And again, there are different stories of different kings and their successes and their failures. See, but what's interesting about this is that their successes are dependent on their obedience to God. See, and I would offer that to to us here this morning, that if we want to be successful in life, it's a reflection of our obedience in this life. See, it's that good versus bad. See, we see a story here of two men that walked with God that they committed their lives to God. And there's some important things that you and I can gain through these few verses. And the first one is that we are to leave a legacy of faith. See, Elijah left a legacy of faith. In verse 9 and 10, it says, When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. I, just, I want to pause right there on that one because it's, it's it's interesting to to kind of think about the question here that is asked. You know, as a parent, I, I think about my children, and I, I tend not to ask a lot of questions. I tend to give more of responses. And I and I think as a parent, I should become a little bit better about asking questions, understanding what my kids. Uh, think and understanding what they desire and understanding what the things that they believe God is calling them to do and to become. And then from there, offer, how can I help? What can I leave you so that you would be successful? Then he says this, he says, Elisha replies like this, he says, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Elijah says, you have asked a difficult thing. Yet if you see me when I am taken away, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. See, the the question and the response that's happening here, we kind of have to pay, pay, pay special attention to because it's an important dialogue here. Elijah's offering a legacy of faith. He's saying, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And then Elisha responds and he says, well, I want a double portion of what you have. I want not just what you have, but I want more than that. You know what he's saying in essence is, I I want to be better than you, and not not in a prideful way, but in a way that honors God. And he knows that as he looks at his mentor's life, Elijah's life, and he sees all the great things that he did for God and how he was obedient to God, he wants to do that two times over. I want to ask you this morning, who who is your Elisha? Do you have someone in your life right now that that you're pouring into? Someone that, that you're investing in? That you're spending time together? Because we see from these few little verses here, they not only talked and had a dialogue of question and response, but they journeyed together. They were walking and talking. They spent time together. There's this element of intimacy that they had together. And because of that intimacy, there's a legacy of faith that is being left See, there's an element of faith, hope, and love that that Elisha is experiencing and understanding and growing towards and moving towards. And because of that, he says, I don't want just a little bit of that. I want twice that. I want more of that. I think that's, that's a pretty cool example that we're getting here. See, again, whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, we are, we are all influencers. We all have an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. You know, for our, our students that just graduated, for the, the younger generation, the middle schoolers, I, I want to tell you that, that you are a difference maker. That you will, whether you think so or not, or you realize it or not, you will make a difference. To the older generation you will make a difference in someone's life. If you haven't already, you will continue to make a difference in someone's life. I think the right question to ask ourselves is, who is that person? Who can I pour myself into? And it's pretty simple because God usually puts people around us. And He's very intentional when He does that. It's not unintentional. It's not because of chance. You know, And it's so funny to see how God works. We were talking yesterday, we were helping a family and a few of us were talking about things and, and uh, the family, one of our family members is, is moving to Phoenix and they went out to Phoenix and um, the husband went out before the wife did and, and uh, he's, you know, the wife sends him to a, a, a sports club and says, hey, check out this place, I might want to get a membership there, all right? And so he goes not knowing and he's walking and he introduces himself to the, the trainer guy that's going to help him get the membership and they start talking and they start dialoguing and he says, oh, I'm from Albuquerque. And he's like, oh, I got a brother in Albuquerque. And he's like, oh, really? What's his name? Oh, he's running for mayor. Yeah. It's a Lewis family. See, if that's not intentional, I don't know what is. See, stories like that happen all day long. But the question, again, that we have to ask ourselves Is Are we paying attention? Do we understand the influence that we have and the power that God has given us to leave a legacy of faith? You know, I know many of you mentor some of the students here in our church and thank you for that. Thank you for pouring into them. And you may do it on a weekly basis. You may meet and, and be very super intentional about the time you spend together. But you may just do it by, by serving in our children's church. By helping in a small group. By being a part of a small group. There are so many ways that we can do this. See, we can be an Elijah to an Elisha very easily. And I tell you what, it's the difference. And that's why you are the most important thing to God. Because He wants to do some great things in you so that He can do some greater things through you. It's amazing to see in this story. But the question here again, how does that look? The question that we have to ask ourselves, what does my life look at? We have to take a a kind of a personal assessment and understand... Am I being a good leader? Am I being a a good person that follows in obedience to God? And I don't mean good in the sense of earning my salvation, but I mean, am I leaning towards and moving towards growing in my own faith, in my own walk with God? Am I modeling something that will be a reflection of who God is? If you would, flip over in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. And I want you to look at it this way. I I want you to look at it like this. See, each and every one of us has been created in God's image, right? We believe that. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're, We're image bearers. All right? So everyone bears the image of the creator. All right? So if we are to bear the image of the creator, then we are to be a reflection of who God is. People need to see God in us. But the question that we have to ask is, well, what does that look like? You know, how do we bear the image of God? Well, in Galatians 5.22, it tells us exactly that. It says this. It says, if you bear the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. And listen to verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another in envy or envying one another. See, that's the the reflection of God. That's God's character. It's love. It's joy. It's peace. It's kindness. It's patience. See, God, God is love. And the reflection that we bear is important to this world around us. And see, we can have that. See, because in, in John, John tells us that Jesus is the light of the world, right? And in John 9, 1, nine, he says, He is the true light which gives light to everyone. Which gives light to everyone. What's coming into the world. See, we see where the source of this comes from. We see who we go to or we seek after to understand how we can leave an influence or a legacy of faith. And again, that's why from Genesis to Revelation, everything points to Jesus. See, Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father except through me. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? I mean, think about that. See, we have to find our source. And our source is Jesus. And then when we find our source, we let His light shine in us and through us. And we do that by walking in the Spirit, by walking by the power of the Spirit. And when we do that, our lives will be different. We will make a difference in others' lives. See, when we are living as an image bearer, we will do the following, which is our second point in this passage, is that we will use the gifts that we have been given. And I think this is an important part of understanding our walk and our faith and how we can be an influence in this world, how we can help others grow in their faith as we grow in our own. See, because every one of us has a gift. Every one of us has a talent and an ability But the question is, how are we using it? And are we using it? Listen to what it says in 13 and 14. In 2 Kings. It says, Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left. And he crossed over. See, the cloak was a symbol of Elijah's power. In fact, earlier in the passage, Elijah used it to do the same thing. See, as he saw Elijah's influence, he understood where that power came from. So he took what was left, the gift, and he used it. You know, one of my favorite quotes right now is is, uh, simply this. Your, your talents, they're a gift, but your character is a choice. Would you agree with that? You see in our culture today, many talented individuals that just have no character. And I, I don't mean to sound harsh with people or, or judgmental, but we can take that and we can learn from that. See, God has given us a gift. God has allowed us to have something, to be a part of something, and we have the choice in how we will use that. See, our character, our value, our morals comes from the God who created us. And we have a choice in that. Just like in 2 Kings and 1 Kings, all these kings, they had a choice, they had a decision to make. They understood who the God of heaven was and is. Yet some chose not to do good. But yet others chose to do good. See, character is a choice. And it's up to each and every one of us to choose to follow Jesus. And we have to use the gift, the gift that we are given, the values of understanding what God's word teaches us and how he shows us how to live in a way that honors God. See, that's what Elijah did. He honored God. And because of his honor, Elisha went on to honor God. He took that gift and he used it to glorify God. Well, as we kind of wrap up this morning, 1 Peter chapter 4, really for me explains it in a way that will help us to understand how important we are to each other, how important we are in God's plan. And it's through Jesus Christ where we find our power. It's, he is the source. First Peter 4, 8 through 11, it says this. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. We could drop the mic right there, couldn't we? It's enough said. And he goes on, since love, and this is why we do it, since love covers a multitude of sins, Amen. See, again, here's where the title of our message comes into play. Good versus bad. It's a choice. How will you use the gifts that God has given you? The very gift of salvation has been given to us freely, right? There's nothing we can do, nothing we can earn, but our response to that gift is so important to the people around us how we share that gift, how we use the gift that God has given us will be a reflection of how people not only see us, but a reflection of how they see God. So as we close this morning, I want to ask you, are are you walking by the power of God's Spirit? Are you taking advantage of what God has given us to live a life that makes a difference? Because again, like I said at the very beginning, you matter to God. You are the most important thing to God right now. And he wants to not only work in you, but he wants to work through you. And we have a choice, a decision to make. Will you bow your heads with me and close your eyes? I want you to just think about right now in these moments about the things that God has given you and how you'll use those. Will you use them for the glory of God? Will you use them to honor God? Well, the decision is ours this morning. Father, we we come before you and we thank you. We thank you for those that have come before us that have set such a great example. Father, that they've given their lives for us so that we may know this hope, this hope that we find in Jesus Christ your son, our savior. Father, I thank you for those that were so committed. Elijah, all the way through the disciples, to Paul, to Timothy, all those that we see in your word that fully committed their lives so that we can understand what it means to truly walk with you. Lord, I pray this morning that uh, together we make that commitment, that we make that decision that today... We are going to be influencers. We are going to make a difference in someone's life. And we're going to do it all in Jesus' name. We're going to do it all for your glory, for your honor, so that this legacy of faith will carry on for generations after generations after generations. Father, but we know we can't do it alone. We know that we need you. We need the power of your Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to help us to bear the fruit, to be those image bearers, to reveal your character to the world around us. So, Father, I I pray from from young to old that this morning that, that we would lean on your Spirit, that we would trust your Spirit, and that we would be bold and courageous in everything that we say and everything that we do, in Jesus' name. Lord, knowing that you are God, and that you are in control. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you for your grace. Father, I pray for these graduates as they go on into the world, as they discover all of the things that you have for them. I pray that your hand would not only be upon them, Father, but your hand would guide them and that you would reveal to them the path that you have set before them. Father, and Father in your presence, that they would find the greatest joy greatest pleasures for Lord, we thank you, we love you,
0: and we look to you, and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Sol Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website, at solrio.com, You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at Solrio, At we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.